Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network video. It's a match report. It's Newcastle 1, Liverpool 1. It's a fantastic performance, a great team effort. Um, and myself, Vince from the Two Network, and my dad, John, got to spend time in the media suite today for the match. So as part of the big experience where we went to the training session on Thursday and met Rafa Benitez, of course. If you haven't seen that, please check out my previous video and I'll tell you a bit more in depth uh, what we talked about there. But what what a massive, massive point today. Um, I thought the crowd was electric today. Um, as I said, the performance was, was really disciplined. The work ethic was spectacular. And, you know, we, we kept one of the Premier League's most dangerous and dynamic attacks at bay. And that can only be down to, of course, they're a far better team than we are. But that was down to hard work, discipline and, 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 and tactical prowess, I guess. The, the superiority of um, Rafa Benitez's defensive strategies and to be able to nullify what you know a, a very fast flowing attacking club in Liverpool but we'll get on to the game in a second um, we'll start off on the Newcastle lineup now in the last video I told you that I spotted a couple of things on the training ground which I thought might happen today in terms of team selection and I spoke to Rafa about it on Thursday and he didn't tell me anything but he sort of gave me a little smile like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. didn't want to give anything away but I didn't want to say anything before this game in case there was a kind of, kind of secret that got out or whatever not suggesting that anyone even <laughs> anyone meaningful watches my videos at all but you never know I didn't even want to take the chance um, so those two players that I thought might have had a shout today with the starting lineup were John Joe Shelby alongside Marino in favour of Hayden and also Javier Manquillo at left-back in favour of Mbemba. So those are the two players that I thought would start, and I, sus I suspected and I told Rafa, that's, uh, I think there's something in that, and obviously he didn't want to give anything away, but indeed, they were the two main changes to the Newcastle lineup. Rafa spoke a lot on Thursday about Mo Salah and his, uh, the threat that he carries. I mean, Rafa's done his homework on... He does his homework on all the sides, but he certainly did his homework on Liverpool and, you know, down to the point of he knew which kind of way Mo Salah jinked at any given time. I mean, honestly, the, 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 the guy's attention to detail is incredibly impressive and he obviously felt that Javier Manquillo could help nullify him and, and keep him at bay and, look... Salah got in behind a couple of times. His pace is phenomenal. He's a really, really excellent player, an exciting player to watch. Not what you want to see when he's on the opposition team, of course. But I thought at the start of the game, Newcastle started very strongly. I think with the omission of Hayden and with essentially two playmakers, although thought Mikel Marino was kind of deployed as the more uh, brutish centre midfielder. He was going to get stuck in a bit more. He used his physicality, I thought, very, very well in terms of blocking and 
winning 50-50 battles side by side. I was really impressed with Marino's strength today. But obviously Marino is a lot more attacking than, than, than you get with Hayden. And it may be that... I The way I saw it is that Rafa Benitez knew that Liverpool were going to create chances, were probably going to have the, the blind share of possession as well. So instead of sitting back and waiting for that to happen, I think he, he purposely wanted us to take the game to Liverpool, be more attacking, and yes, we're going to have to keep defensive shape and be on the back foot quite a lot and bed in and have banks of four to soak up pressure and try and spring on the counter-attack, which is what we kind of look to do, aiming for Hosselu a lot. Look, he had flick-ons for Perez to try and chase down as well. But I think taking the game to them is it's kind of uh, attacking from the front. It's um, it's trying to shock Liverpool. And, and what I saw, certainly in those first 15 minutes, and it, when we... we, we, we you know, we controlled possession, which was quite unusual for us, and certainly against a, an excellent side like Liverpool. And we we looked to try and put them on the back foot and, and exploit their weaknesses, and, and their weaknesses have been their defence, and possibly from set players as well. So, I thought, yeah, the ta best, put, best form of defence, try and limit the Liverpool chances, but obviously it ended up they had quite a lot of shots and anyway the Philip Coutinho strike again this is crazy this is the we've conceded now six goals in the Premier League after after today's game and three of those have been scored from outside the box which if you look at statistics about how many goals percentage of goals scored from outside the box and inside the box scoring goals from outside the box the, the, the probability is is so so much uh, lower than than scoring inside the box as you would imagine but the fact that 50% of the goals that we've conceded have been long range strikes I don't know it's difficult to know what that tells you are we not closing down too much I mean I know Shelby came out after the after tonight's game and sort of maybe admitted he felt he could have done a bit better uh, closing down but uh, when a world class player like Coutinho can just pull that out the top jaw I'm not sure what you can do Shakiri obviously scored against Stoke and I thought we probably even though he, he cut on in his left as much as Coutinho is always going to cut in on his right which is what he did it's almost like you can't stop it's like the Robin thing Robin always cuts in on his left hand side from the right wing and, and fires in like he does it every time even though you know what he's going to do it's still extremely difficult uh, to, to, to stop so I don't really I have not seen the goal since since coming out of the game I don't really want to blame Elliot. It was just a really good strike, I think. And yeah, maybe Shelby could be doing more. But look, <laughs> goals like that happen. And I think if we defend like we did today and limit, if we continue to limit teams to only being able to score from outside the box, eventually uh, probability is going to even itself out, and we're going to we're going to concede a lot less. Obviously, Moy scored for Huddersfield from outside the box. That should have been closed down sooner, and Shakiri as well. But I don't know. Maybe that's something that they can work on in training in terms of trying not to concede. Trying to. But having said that, I felt that certainly in the second half, I'm getting ahead of myself a bit now. But on the subject of closing down long shots, we learnt from that mistake, I think. And you know, even Shelby was sticking his body in the way. Marino certainly was, and. The def you know, the 
Kieran Clark and Russell's I thought were, were powerhouses at the back again today, really strong, really solid, and I think that was the basis for our our performance today. Shelby obviously, if he felt he was at error for for the goal conceded against Coutinho, he certainly made up for it for his his, his pinpoint pass for Hosselu's goal. So I saw on the replay at half time that um, his pass was absolutely the way it was threaded through the perfectly timed run from Hosselu as well. I mean he was he's not offside. He's he's, he's level and that's absolutely perfect. And. He, he, he took a couple of touches, Hosselu, and you just think, smack it with your left. But he was—he he didn't look like he was confident. He didn't look like he was ever going to hit it with the left, and he was almost going to try and toe poke it with the outside of his right. In the end, he didn't get the chance to make that decision because uh, I think Matip came in, tried to clear the ball. It bounced off Hosselu's shin. It was an absolutely sure Amiobi finish. And Minile is uh, conceded again. Now, we knew... That's the twelfth. I think that's the twelfth goal that Liverpool have conceded so far in the league this season. Which is, um, if you look at the other the other teams around them in the league, their goal difference is now one plus one, which is the, incidentally the same as Newcastle's. But if you think of all the teams around Liverpool, and think Burnley have just uh, leapfrogged them uh, after today. But if you look at you know you. Man United, Chelsea, Man City, their goal difference is far, far superior to Liverpool. And that's that's going to be a real error for them. And, and the Liverpool defence has always been, for, the, for, for years, has always been uh, very porous. And since Rafa Benitez has left Liverpool, he still hasn't been beaten by them. And in fact, the last time we were in the Premier League, we took four points off them, home and away. Uh, Rafa oversaw the away draw, the 2-2. So, I thought, yeah, it was it was a, it was a bit of a slice of luck for the Hosselu goal, and I think Liverpool fans will be very annoyed that they've conceded in that in that fashion. But I think the sheer determination of Hosselu, and I, indeed, I saw him on Thursday, and I said to him, I shook his hand, I said to him, "You're going to score on Sunday. It's it's your time. I can feel it." And he laughed, and uh, he went, "Okay, okay." So I'm going to claim. Shelby might have got the assist, but I'm going to claim uh, partial credit for the Hosselu goal today. Um, and I'm going to say that unashamedly. So, but I, I, I thought, look, I thought he played, I thought he played well as, as the whole team did, but look, strikers are there to score goals. They're judged on scoring goals. He scored the goal today to get us a point. That's huge. That'd be great for his confidence. Rafa said in in the post-match press conference afterwards that he spoke to Hosselu and just said, look, don't worry about the missed chances. Just keep getting yourself into those situations. Keep getting yourself those opportunities and the goals will come. And hopefully now you'll get a bit more confidence from that. Sometimes you just need that. Strikers especially, goal droughts can be horrifically... Uh, complicated in terms of your mentality and trying to focus and overthinking shots which I think uh, if you imagine uh, after Papa Cissé for a while went couldn't couldn't hit a barn door after he went th through that awesome run when he first arrived so it's 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 a strange it's a strange mentality when you're going through a goal drug so you just need a break you just need something to go your way and it went his way today hustling and I'm delighted for him especially going into the international break and hopefully he can pick on he can pick up from there 
Um, but ultimately, I thought Liverpool were really, really wasteful in front of goal. I think the two main chances that they missed was that in the first half was the goal mouth scramble, which, I mean, they had about three chances. Almost like they were trying to pass it, score a perfect goal, trying to pass it into the, the goal. Sometimes it just needed somebody to lash the laces through it. Um, incredible how they didn't uh, score. I think it was uh, a near post corner, and I think it was storage, might be wrong, um, off the off the inside of the of the of the post at the top corner and we scrambled it away and again it's it's moments like that that just kind of changed the game had we been 2-0 down after the Coutinho and the scramble that could be game over that really could be game over but but we kept battling away and I think it was really important that after the Coutinho goal that we didn't concede immediately we kept solid to keep ourselves in the game and it wasn't too long after that then, of course, Hosselu scored. But in the second half, Liverpool missed another great opportunity to to go 2-1 up. And I think the ball came back. Clark took, a, I guess, an air swipe, but he tried to kick it. Air kicked it. It sort of spun backwards, and Sturridge is one-on-one with Elliot. Elliot makes himself huge, makes the save. It comes back to Salah, who then skies it, and that's, a, that's again, a... a these are the these are the chances that Klopp will rue that he feels that and and he'll know look this is now it was a great time to play Liverpool because now they've only won one of the last seven games and in the post-match press conference Klopp was a little bit spiky I guess uh, when it was suggested how do you explain one win in seven so maybe you know maybe this was the best time to play Liverpool and while our confidence was still relatively high and going into the international break, a lot of pressure on them. But we, you know, we we did what we needed to do. Um, I was, it was really interesting to see Klopp as well throughout the game because I was sat right behind the away dugout in the in the in the press seats, um, and he pretty much didn't leave his technical area. He stood for the whole game. He turned around. He'd sort of interact with the crowd. Even though it's not his fans, um, he'd and he and he'd remonstrate with the fourth official quite a lot. Um, he actually believed that there should have been a Liverpool penalty um, in the first half. I think for shirt pulling. I, again, I haven't seen the incident since uh, leaving the ground. I've just come back to record this straight away, but he seemed pretty adamant about that. Now, from my perspective, watching that game, I thought that the referee. I think a lot of smaller decisions, not critical decisions, but a lot of smaller decisions went Liverpool's way rather than Newcastle's way, like little handballs, things like that. And certainly I thought uh, Joe Gomez was extremely fortunate from where I was sitting to not get a red card for that really high reckless challenge on Atsu, I think it was. Now, <laughs> you, you, you look at an incident like that and you think, was it as dangerous as the Mane one? Was it more worthy of a red card than the Shelby one was, for example? Again, I'm not arguing that Shelby shouldn't have been sent off because against Spurs because I think he should have been. But it seems ridiculous that the one that could have taken somebody's head off and left Atsu unconscious is deemed a yellow card, whereas a stud on a, on a finger of Deli Ali is worth a red card. They're the laws but of the game, but for me that doesn't really make too much sense. 
So I thought they were quite fortunate to, to get a yellow card there, and that really, I think, if if we'd got sent if he'd got sent off, then we would have just gone for it, absolutely gone for it. But we held our shape. We had to be defensively disciplined. We knew that they would come back. In the end, Liverpool had about seventeen shots, I think. Um, yes, they had seventeen shots, but they only had two on target. Obviously, one of them was the Coutinho one from outside the box, and the other one was a. Presumably the storage uh, shot that was then saved from from Elliot. So, but Newcastle, as they weren't against Brighton, were a lot more efficient with what minimal possession that they had. So against Stoke, we had less possession, but we were really efficient with it. We were economical with it, and we did a lot more when we had it. So I think today's game was a, a classic a classic example of is actually. Uh, making most use of, of the possession that we did have. We ended up having only eight shots, so about half the amount of shots that Liverpool did, but we had five shots on target. So our, our, our shots on target uh, percentage was, was, was a ratio was a lot better than Liverpool's. We had three shots more on target than them, and we only had 33% of the possession, 32% possession today. So... That's what that's what Rafa Benitez does. He gets the most out of his his players, and it's looking to exploit when the time comes on the counter attack or whenever against better teams against any team. If we're going to have if we're not going to have the line share of possession, you've got to do something with it. Meaning you've got to do something meaningful with it when we do have possession and make best use of it. And today we did. Looking at the expected goals model, Liverpool should have had one point seven nine goals today. Newcastle were expected to only have 0.37. So that's crazy. I mean, Klopp in the post-match press conference said that he felt that New, uh, Liverpool should have won that game. And I probably agree with him, and, but I, don't th I think that's a different thing to say that Newcastle didn't deserve the draw. Because I think Newcastle deserved the draw because of their, their defensive um, performance and their solidity, and I think Liverpool sort of didn't deserve to win because they, they, they missed those chances, they were profligate in front of goal, so if, I think they kind of lose that right to, to say that they should have won when they're so wasteful, but we just happened to capitalise, and that's football, you know. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a really interesting game in there, I thought it was really really tense right until the end I, I mean i remember looking at the, at the clock and it was on 69 minutes i was just thinking oh like another 20 25 minutes of this um but we we held out and i was really impressive with 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 the defenders i thought um Mankio was steady i thought yellen yellen was really good i thought their what what i saw was their their fullbacks gomez and moreno just essentially acting as second wingers and giving us a real headache, I think. So it was really important that we got back. Atsu worked hard, Richie worked hard. When you've got two really hard-working wingers who are great going forward but also have the, the tactical discipline to come back when needed, that's, that also helped our shape today as well. I've already mentioned Marino. Um, Perez offered some nice touches. But again, you know, I think... I'd like to see more from him in the final third. Um, I know Rafa Benitez would, would like to see him create more, score more. But again, he showed some good link-ups with Hosselu. Hosselu got a lot of flick-ons today. I would like to see Perez maybe latch on a couple more, but just anticipate those a bit more, perhaps. 
Um, but yeah, I think the fact that Shelby and Marino has worked well against such a tough side, I don't think we'll play them together in, in, a, in an away match. But I think when we want to take the game, certainly at home, or an away match against maybe a lesser side or a team that we feel are around the same level as us, I think you'll go for that again because Shelby can unlock. And I thought Shelby got a bit of his swagger back today. I know he's been out the side. He obviously feels very, very sheepish about his red card against Spurs. And he's rightfully been kept out the side because Marino's performed in his, in his place. But I thought his attitude... Certainly when he spoke after the game of the day was was great. He knows what he needs to work on. He's taking responsibility. But I thought it was uh it was the performance we we well the performance we probably deserved from him and we, we could we could largely expect from him because maybe he feels that he owes the club a bit and the fans after what he did in the opening day game of the season. And yeah, maybe he did a bit. But I thought he delivered today. And he got to, you know, that, 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 that threaded through pass. There's very few players can do that in the Premier League. It, it, it seems very, very easy to do, but they're, they're, you, you, you consider who can thread a, a pass through like that, right between two defenders from that distance and with a perfectly timed run. It, 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 it's not um, as common as you would expect. So I, I, I was really, really pleased with him today. Um, but yeah, I think the whole the whole game was largely just harrying the Liverpool players, not letting them have any time on the ball at all. Because when they have time on the ball, like Coutinho found, he found, you know that, that that's when he can unleash a world class strike from out out of absolutely nothing, and that's that's what sort of can win a game. That's what can get you points on the road and in other games as well. But I thought we were really in their faces Liverpool and that was certainly a strategy that Rafa Benitez wanted to impose on, on the opposition and you know we went in we used physicality against them fairly but we, you know we let them know they were in a football match you know um, Coutinho was hobbling a bit after a tussle with Marino and Henderson as well like I, I, you know I noticed that you know their, their players were maybe not battling as hard as the Newcastle players were and that's how we made up the deficit of ability I think the, our work rate and our physicality and strength that we used sort of tried to almost topped up where we were lacking in ability which obviously they have a much more talented squad than we do by far they've spent hundreds of millions of pounds on their squad we haven't so and that's what you get with Rafa Benitez he finds a way. He finds weaknesses, and he and, 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 and he finds it's like a it's a puzzle to solve. How can we hold our own against a team that is far better? And you just saw that today, and I'm sure you'll all be really, uh, really pleased with that with that draw. It puts us on ten points after seven games. In the post match press conference, Rafa said, "Look, certainly after the the, the first couple of defeats." Um, He's, he's delighted with it. I think he was kind of saying, I wish we'd had a bit more because he probably feels that maybe the Brighton and Huddersfield results were, we could have at least got a draw or win from one of them. But he basically said he doesn't want to be greedy. He's he's quite pleased with where we are. We're in ninth, I think. It's top off the table. Consolidated the place there. We've played Liverpool and Tottenham um, at home. So some two of the big six in the, in the bag already 
and I think um, what what a nice what a nice way to sign off before the international break um, allows us to regroup and we'll work out where we get what what went wrong. Can we stop conceding these uh, these long range goals? Who who can tell? But uh, anyway, just a before I go, just a little bit about the media suite experience that we had. So obviously. We went to training on Thursday, which I've probably mentioned about 17 times now, and uh, met Rafa for 90 minutes, tactical masterclass. It was, it was, it really was amazing. If you haven't checked out the video, I know I said before, please do check out the the, the previous video. You get to hear about all the stories from the training ground. But um, <clears throat> you know, we were in the media suite and uh, speaking to a lot of journalists. Um, some I'd met before. Um, if you had sort of met for the first time, it was a really, really great experience to chat to them, and um, it was lovely to sort of talk to people that you know you've read their work or you've listened to them on podcasts or seen them on the TV as well. So that was really good, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, like ex players and stuff as well. So like a few players that we saw were Mark Swarter, who I think was working for Australian TV, a big interest in Liverpool over there. Keith Gillespie was there, former Newcastle right winger. Uh, Dominic Matteo was there, former Liverpool and uh, Scotland player from the 90s. From Sky there was Alan Smith. Um, Jeff Shreves was kicking about as well. Also walked past Martin Tyler and he's a bit of a hero of mine. So that was quite exciting. Love Martin. Absolutely love Martin. And of course Alan Shearer got a nice little picture with um, my favourite number nine. Um, so that was the icing on the cake as well. So that was brilliant. But um, we got to sit in the press seats as well, um, where all the journalists. Sit. So we were right above um, Jurgen Klopp's dugout, the, the the Liverpool dugout, and so we got, you know, he was, he was within you know spitting distance. It was it was absolutely fantastic. I've got an absolutely great view of uh, of the match today, and really. I think sitting right next. I mean, other other people who will sit uh, next to the dugouts on the you know on that stand as well will. It's really interesting to kind of see how vocal those managers are, the differences between them, how often how often have they got the ear of the fourth official, and you know, Rafa Benitez will take any opportunity when they stop a play. You'll call a play over and you'll. You'll be giving, whispering them, whispering stuff into their ears, sort of like little tweaks, as because you, you'll spot errors in the game, and you'll spot it, and you'll want to tweak it here and there, and you'll constantly give an instruction, and it's really fascinating. Um, Klopp's very, um, you know, he's very expressive, and he motivates a lot, and uh, you know, he applauds when things go well, and he. <laughs> he curses when things don't go well, uh, which we saw a bit of that today. And he laughs when he thinks thinks some decisions are ridiculous. He's a great character, I must admit. It was a it was a joy to watch him uh, just sort of uh, parade around in his uh, six yard box. Uh, but I know him and Rafa Benitez have a lot of respect for each other. And um, yeah, I know that Rafa. You know, it was a big, a big day from a big fixture against his former club, which he still holds in very high regard. Of course, he wants them to do well, but. Maybe not in the games against us, which uh, he'll be delighted if to have nicked a point against his old club. Um, I thought the Liverpool fans uh, were really good. Actually, there was they, they were they must have sold out their allocation because it was jam packed at uh, level seven, and they sung quite heartily as well. So um, yeah, I've got to give um, props to the to the Liverpool support because I did think it was 
pretty good. But obviously the Gallagher Flags did a massive um, display with a, with a message in Spanish to Rafa Benitez, which I think sort of translated to um, we're behind you, we believe in you, uh, we're here for you, you know, we support you, uh, which I think was the sentiment. And Rafa Benitez read that back to, to people in the press conference, so he, he saw it, he acknowledged it, and he was obviously very grateful and touched by that. So, um, good job, Gallagher Flags. Um, it was it looked cracking from where I was as well. Um, it just it just adds to the atmosphere. Uh, there's a minute of applause for 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 Freddie Shepherd, the former Newcastle chairman, who passed away this week as well. Um, so it was good to remember that you know the good times that he brought and the ambition he showed. Um, didn't always get everything right, Freddie, but um, he brought Shearer in, which was uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna do one thing and have one legacy, yeah, not bad, Freddie, not bad. Um, so yes, so that's it. So Newcastle won, Liverpool won. It, it was such a tense game, but so enjoyable. That's why I love football. Um, basically, from the sublime in Coutinho's strike to the ridiculous in Hosselu's, but as 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 football goes, they all count for the same don't they <laughs> thanks very much for watching and listening if you've been watching uh, listening to this on soundcloud or itunes catches on twitter catches on facebook as well all of the um all of the platforms will be listed straight after this podcast and is at the start as well i've been adam from the two network what a week it's been as a Newcastle fan to meet rafa to meet shearer to see training to meet most of the first team squad to get a real insight into the behind the scenes of the training ground, of the press room as well. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I've got to give huge thanks to the club. Thanks to Vince for um, f making the donation to the food bank. It's been an absolutely spectacular week that only most Newcastle fans, I'm sure, just regular Newcastle fans like me, could only dream of. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, so thanks to the club for that. Thanks for uh, Ryan in the... Um, in the press team as well at Newcastle for helping us out, making it all happen, and uh, it's been great. Thanks very much. I'm going to stop rambling now. One all against Liverpool. What a great result. I'm delighted with it. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye.